0: Let's pray together. Lord, we come today to praise you. We come today to thank you, to be grateful for your holy word. We come to find joy in the midst of struggle. And Lord, we are struggling. So, Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth might be genuine, that they might be truthful, that they might be pleasing unto you and that they might indeed through your holy word through your spirit bring joy to us in the midst of the struggle we ask in christ's holy name amen reading from john 1 verses 14 to 18 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us No one has ever seen God, but the only God who is at the Father's side, He has made Him known. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, the countdown is definitely on now, isn't it? One week until Christmas Eve, and the next day is Christmas Day. And we are in the third week of our Advent series, The Heart of Christmas. We've been discovering or rediscovering the the true meaning of Christmas, which we all know, but we often need reminders of uh, the hope and the joy and, and the peace and the love that is ours, not only at Christmas, but throughout the year. And it's made possible by the birth, death, and resurrection of Christ. The first Sunday we began with the hope that is at the heart of Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us, gives us hope in the present. And we hope for his return when he will restore all things. Last Sunday, we considered the wonderful gift of peace that is ours at the heart of Christmas peace with God, the peace of God, even peace with ourselves and peace with others. Again, made possible by the sacrifice of Jesus. Last night, our youth and children gave us a beautiful depiction of the birth of our Savior. Great joy and peace and hope. And today we consider that theme at the heart of Christmas known as joy. Joy that can be ours despite the circumstances we face. To begin today, I want to share just a couple different scenarios, and you decide whether they would bring you joy or not. I won't ask you to to raise a hand or or stand up, but you just decide on your own, would this bring you joy? You go through the drive-thru at your favorite coffee shop or your favorite restaurant, and you order your drink or your food, and when you get up to the window, you find that the person in the car ahead of you has paid for your drink or has paid for your meal. Joy. Well, I'd say most of us find some joy in the kindness and the goodness of a stranger. Next scenario. You wake up Christmas morning and you find that it has snowed five, eight inches overnight, let's say joy well some of you may relish the thoughts of sitting home and drinking hot chocolate drinking coffee watching the snow fall others of you might really relish some time to go sledding and building a snowman on Christmas morning others of you might hate it though especially if it kept you from making it to grandma and grandpa's house Others of you might hate it because you you knew that you were going to be called out to work. Others of you might hate it, Jack, because you had to feed livestock in the snow. Others of you are going to hate it because you know that your back is going to ache as you shovel snow from the driveway. One more scenario, Virginia Tech wins a national championship. some of you are going to be elated for some of you it's going to be your arch rival and you're going to hate it still others of you you may not care one way or, or another I, I share those scenarios just to say that for much of us our joy is connected to connected to circumstances when, when things are going really well we feel pretty good when things are going bad well we feel bad Our joy ebbs and flows depending on the circumstances and our perspective. And that's basic human nature. We were designed to react to the circumstances. We were designed to have emotions. But I believe one aspect of the heart of Christmas is a joy that you and I can have regardless of the circumstances. No one has immediate joy when you get a bad health report none of us have joy of the news we received last night or this morning of an auto accident involving a young person we don't play a game in order to lose it we don't watch our favorite team play hoping they'll lose that that would be ludicrous But I believe there's a joy in Jesus that you and I can have despite our circumstances. Our first text today is from the opening of John's gospel. It's known as the prologue. We spent a great deal of time on the prologue when we did the series on John. So we know that John's opening is unique. He does not begin, as as Matthew uh, and Luke do, with the details about Mary and Joseph and the angels and the shepherds and the magi. Nor does he begin with John the Baptist, the forerunner to Jesus, as does Mark's gospel. Instead, John begins with a more theological approach. He tells us about the incarnation, that, that God took on flesh put on skin and became like one of us verse 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we've seen his glory glory as of the only son from the father full of grace and truth and notice the word is capitalized it's because it refers to jesus He's the only Son from the Father full of grace and truth. Jesus is called the Word because He fulfilled Scripture and He perfectly embodied all that Scripture teaches when He lived here on earth. And the wonderful news at the heart of Christmas is that the Word, Jesus, the baby born in the manger, was God coming to live among us. He came as one of us. He came in skin and bone, flesh and blood. That's good news of exceedingly great joy that does not change with the seasons, that does not shift with circumstances. We can have great joy because God came to us. We, please hear me again. We can have great joy because God came to us. He came to us. A common misconception among many is that to be in right relationship with God, we've we got to work super hard. Or that we've got to strive to make our way. One of the great joy robbers in our lives is to keep working, working, and working, thinking we'll never be good enough to be accepted by God. We, we've probably all heard someone in our lives say, if I walked in the church, the walls would cave in no they wouldn't because the truth is that none of us are good not even one no one is righteous we're all broken we're all flawed human beings we're people who hurt one another we're people who make mistakes we're people who live selfish lives. But we are not relying on our ability to make us right with God. I'm not excusing us. And I'll get to in a minute and how God's still working on us. But our great joy is that you and I are saved by grace. We're saved by grace. Verse 14 again, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen His glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and grace and truth verse 16 from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace and we could back up to verse 12 but to all who did receive him who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of god The good news of great joy that is ours, not only at Christmas, but every day, is that God came to us. God knew we could never be good enough. Therefore, He came to us. He became one of us, that He might die for us and save us for our sins, that He might pay the price for our sins. We have received, beloved, grace upon grace. We are children of God. My favorite verse in all of Scripture is probably 1 John 3.1. How great is the love the Father has lavished upon us that we should become or be children of God. And that is what or who we are. Every time I hear that verse or have the, the privilege to declare that over you, I'm filled with great joy. And here comes another favorite of mine that fills me with great joy. Romans 5.8 But God demonstrates His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Everything about Jesus' incarnation and life demonstrates God's love for us. And it demonstrates the truth that He came while you and I were still very messed up. He entered our messiness. Think about it. Born in a manger. Born to a peasant family. He lived a life of nomadic poverty. He was abused. He was ridiculed. He was spit upon. He was rejected by his own people. There were times when even his own family rejected him. He was wrongly accused of a crime. He was tortured with whips embedded with nails and rocks and whatever else they could find to embed in a whip to rip the skin from his body. And he died on a cross. For you and for me. You see, Jesus came into all the messiness of our lives. He saw our worst. But He came and died for us anyway. And to all who will receive Him, who, to all who believe in His name, He gives the right to become children of God. And that is who we are. That is a great joy that you and I can have in each and every circumstance. Another great joy of the incarnation is that God is still with us. He he didn't just come to be with us for 33 years and then He was gone. Jesus was very clear in John chapter 14 verse 16 and verses 18. And I will ask the Father and He will give you another helper to be with you forever. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. By the Holy Spirit, God is still with us in our messes. Even when we can't see Him at work, even when we're unsure of the outcome, God is still with us, He is still working. In Discipleship Journal, Phil Thigpen gives an illustration, and like most illustrations about God, uh, it's less than adequate, it's not complete, but it makes a point, and besides, it's a, it's a cute story. Thigpen writes, I remember coming home one afternoon to discover the kitchen was a total wreck. My young daughter had obviously been busy, quote, cooking, and the ingredients, along with a lot of pots and pans and everything else, was scattered all over the counter and in the floor. I was not happy, said Thigpen, at all with this situation. But then I looked more closely at the mess, and I spied a tiny note on the table, clumsily written. And smeared with chocolatey fingerprints. The message was short. I'm making something for you, Daddy. And it was signed, Your Angel. He writes that in the midst of that mess, despite my irritation, Joy suddenly sprang into my heart. My attention had been redirected from my problem, from the problem she had created to the little girl I loved and who loved me. With her simple goodness and focus, I could take pleasure in seeing her hand at work in the situation that seemed otherwise disastrous. Many times life looks messy, doesn't it? And from our perspective, it's hard to find joy. But if we look closely, if our attention is redirected, we might see God who came near to us and who is still loving us in the midst of our messes and He's still working in the situation that might otherwise seem disastrous. So the little girl could represent God. God who can and does work amazing things out of our disasters. But I also see a way that the father might represent God. Though again, the illustration is incomplete. But the truth is clearly found in in Scripture. In in the story, the dad certainly forgave the daughter's mess. Uh, There was grace. But he still didn't like the mess she had made. That reminds me a bit of what God has done for us. He's forgiven us. He's washed away our sins by the blood of Jesus. And we find great joy in that grace. But I also find joy in the truth that God doesn't want us to keep making a mess of our lives. Notice verse 14, that Jesus is the only Son from the Father full of grace and truth verse 17 grace and truth come through jesus christ god came to us just the way we were messed up sinners with no hope of saving ourselves and that's grace and it's a beautiful favor, it's a kindness, it's a gift from God, and it should fill us with great joy. But Jesus also came to us full of truth. And the word truth means the whole truth. The word truth means reality. Jesus gives us grace, but he also shares the truth that there's still areas of mess in our lives that need to be transformed if we're going to live life to the fullest. First john 4 9 in this the love of god was made manifest among us that god sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him he's speaking there of eternal life but he's also speaking about an abundant christ-like life now having a full godly life in the here and now You see, I find great joy in knowing that rather than just leave us the way we are, Jesus continues to grow us and to change us. He keeps speaking truth into our lives to try to make us more like Him. In other words, He's still sanctifying you and I. What a joy to know God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit loves us too much to leave us the way we are. What a joy to know That God looks at you today, and regardless of what anybody else might say, you are not a hopeless case. God's not finished with you, He's still working in your life. What a joy! I don't know how this strikes you, I don't know where everyone's at this morning. Maybe you've never known the joy of trusting in God's great grace. And so I pray this morning that you would have that joy. That today would be the moment that you trust in Christ. Maybe your life is a bit of a mess right now. You're struggling to see how God's going to work this all out. I pray you'll find joy in knowing He loves you. He loves you. He's still working. Maybe you know the joy of God's grace this morning, but you need to apply His truth to your life and to know the joy of becoming more Christ-like. Maybe there, you know there still messes that He's working on. So I pray that you will have the joy of knowing He's not finished with you. He's still changing you. He still can change you. He still will change you if you will submit to His grace and His love. The heart of Christmas is Jesus. And He brings joy to all these circumstances. And I pray we will experience that joy even in the here and now. With that in mind, I think it's appropriate to to close today with a prayer I prayed last week. It is a prayer uh, written by uh, Henry Nowen. Let's close with that prayer. Lord Jesus, Master of both the light and the darkness, send Your Holy Spirit upon our preparations for christmas we who have so much do seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day we who are anxious over many things look forward to your coming among us we who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your kingdom We whose hearts are heavy, seek the joy of your presence. We are your people, seeking your light. To you we say, come, Lord Jesus, come. To you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be all glory, praise, and honor today and forevermore. Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you might abound in hope. God bless you.